Welcome to the Sharid Sedek Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Here you'll find a live recording of just about every sermon, Devar Torah, teaching, or story from our Arab Shabbat and High Holy Day services. We know that you wish you could be with us more often, and we understand life getting in the way is not a bad thing. To live Jewishly is to understand that just as important as it is that Judaism happens in the synagogue, it's even more important to live Jewishly in your home and on your way. So here we are, in your home, on your way, maybe even on your morning run. If you ever have any questions or want to continue the discussion, let one of us know, and make sure you check out our live stream and YouTube channel for more ways that Sharit Zedek is available to you on demand. Keep an eye on your shofar and email so that when you're able, you can be with us as well. Looking forward to seeing you soon. So if I shared with you all that there was a word, one word, that was called or described as the most widely known word in human speech around the world, what do you think that word would be? Hmm? Love, except love is in English, which is not spoken all around the world, so this word has to be bigger than any one language. Hope, again, a wonderful word, but still English. No one is guessing the word I thought you were going to guess. Oh, wave. Oh, wave is a good one. Peace, except still English. So I was expecting Google to be the guess. And then I was going to say... What if this quote was from 1906? So there was no Google yet. And then I would give you a clue that we have said this word probably two dozen times already tonight in the sanctuary. Amen. Amen. Said a little differently depending on the religion. Right? You'll hear it, amen, or in Islam they say amin, but the same word amin, originating from the Hebrew word emunah, which means faith, but really often translated as so be it, or my preferred translation is I agree. Because the way amen is used, at least in Judaism, is when someone else says a prayer that you did not say, you can respond amen, and it's as if you said it. So when you're at dinner, Alex, because I know the Teitelbaum family says the motzi before every meal, and you hear, Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech haolam ha-motzi lechem min ha-aretz. Now, the, the other problem is you're not supposed to say a blessing without then doing what you said the blessing for, so we really should all eat now. 
So service over, let's, no, I'm just kidding. Now, um, one word for Alex. Traditionally, you would not be able to say amen to someone's prayer unless they were already of legal age, so bar or bat mitzvah. So you now can say prayers on our behalf, and that's what you're going to do tomorrow. Tomorrow, you'll be leading the service, and you'll say a prayer, and you'll hear me say amen. Now, for a prayer like the motzi, um, which we're all familiar with, most of us could say the prayer, but where a word like amen becomes more useful and where it really came into Jewish life is with longer prayers. And it wasn't so much those prayers before we do something, it really was the prayers that are a part of the service. How many of you have ever been to an Orthodox service? You get this a little bit in conservative services, depending on where you are, but especially if you go to an Orthodox service. And going back a little bit, it really comes from a time before there were prayer books, so the congregation wouldn't have necessarily known the prayer. But even after prayer books, when not everyone was literate or not everyone knew how to read Hebrew, what you see in, in traditional services is there is an opportunity for everyone in the congregation to say the prayer, and everyone does it on their own, right? So everyone is kind of mumbling the Hebrew. Then you hear the shaliach tzibor, the prayer leader, who will begin to recite the prayer after giving everyone a few moments to do so on their own. The prayer leader, the shaliach tzibor, does so a little bit louder, Usually being very careful, depending on where you are, we might say careful-ish to pronounce every word, making sure that they're not reading quickly and mumbling. And then when they finish the blessing, you'll hear a loud pronounced chatima, that last line of the prayer, the one beginning baruch atah Adonai. And when the shaliach tzibor finishes, the whole congregation says, Amen. And that way, if anyone in the congregation made a little mistake in their Hebrew or didn't know Hebrew and was just saying watermelon, 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 <laughs> they say amen, and it's as if they said the prayer. Where you see it really, really pronounced is in the Amidah, which is that central part of the service. Again, we as a Reformed synagogue do it differently but what you see in the Amidah, and during the, week, during the week, on a weekday, it's 19 prayers. 19 prayers, and everyone in the congregation does this silently. And you have this, this long section where everyone is praying the Amidah silently. Then usually they'll all sit down when they finish. And then the Shaliach Tzibor um, goes to the, the bima and recites the entire thing prayer by prayer, again with the congregation being silent as they repeat. And after each of those benedictions, the congregation responds, Amen. But there's one prayer out of those 19 that is different. It's called the Hoda'ah, which means thanks. 
And during the repetition of, um, we'll call it, you hear it called the shots, is short for shaliach tzibor. During the repetition of the shots, again, everyone is silent other than the amen. But then when you hear the, the shaliach tzibor say, um, and I don't know the trope, I should, but, modim anach nulach. And then they'll continue, modim anach nulach, and they continue, but there is a section in the Sidur, which is literally called the Rabbi's Modim. And during that one prayer, everyone in the congregation, while the Shaliach Tzibor is reading what they had already done, there's a different version of the prayer that everyone recites to themselves while the Shaliach Tzibor is doing theirs. And then they'll still say amen to the shaliach tzibors, even though they've said it, but they have now said their own. A rabbi named Doug Zeldin gave a really, really nice explanation for why this one prayer in the Amidah has this version that the congregation is reading while the prayer leader is doing the repetition. He writes that when the shaliach tzibor is repeating the Amidah aloud, why is it that the congregation recites this, this second modim softly? He says it's because the shaliach tzibor can recite aloud all the blessings in the Amidah and be our agent. Right? We can say amen and it's as if they said the prayer for us. When we say forgive us, heal us, bless us with a good year, all of these prayers. But... There is one thing, he says, that no one else can say for us, that we have to say for ourselves, and that is thank you. That one thing is thank you. The hoda'ah, that prayer of gratitude, has to come from our hearts. No one else can be our agent. Now, partially I was thinking of this this evening because next week we're getting ready for Thanksgiving just in case anyone forgot. Usually I'm reminding people of Jewish holidays that are coming up. I'm assuming all of you knew Thanksgiving was next week. But as we think about all of the things that we're grateful for, this is a reminder that no one else can say thank you for us. Whether we're saying thank you to God, thank you to our family, thank you to our friends, just like on Yom Kippur, we have to be the ones to say we're sorry to everyone who we've hurt. At this time of year, it's important that we remember that we have to be the ones to say thank you to those who we want to express gratitude. But there was another reason that I thought of it this week, and it has to do with our Torah portion. And Alex, just so I don't confuse you, this is not the Torah portion you're reading tomorrow. Since you're the afternoon service, your Torah portion is next week's Torah portion. But this week's Torah portion is called Chaye Sarah, and it begins with the death of Sarah. And Abraham is looking for a burial place for his wife. And he goes to the Hittites. And he says to the Hittites, I'm looking for a place where I can bury my wife. And the Hittites say, bury your dead in the choicest of our burial places. None of us will withhold his burial place from you for burying your dead. Um, and he says, if this is true, then go to Ephron and ask him to sell me the cave at Machpelah. 
Um, so they go to Ephron, and he says, Abraham, you are a prince of God. You don't have to buy the cave at Machpelah. He says, please, I give you the field and I give you the cave. I give it to you in the presence of my people. Please bury your wife. And Abraham responds, let me pay the price of the land. Accept it from me. He says he wants to pay the full price of the land. He doesn't want any discount. Why? Why? As I think about this, Abraham was looking back at his life, looking back at his relationship with his wife, and in this moment of her death, he was thinking about all of the things that she had given to him. Remember, at the beginning of the story, Abraham, along with his wife, give up everything they have in order to follow the word of God. Everyone must have thought they were crazy. But Sarah stood right by Abraham every single step of the way. And when you read the story, not every step was easy. So as Abraham is now getting ready to bury his wife, no one can do this for him. No one can be his agent. No one else can express that gratitude that he's feeling. He has to be the one. As we approach Thanksgiving, I think each of us can think about all of those times where we have been extremely fortunate to be able to say amen, where someone else has inspired us, where someone else has taught us, where we've been able to say to someone, you can do this for me, I know you'll do it well, and I can support you. And we, I pray that in this coming week and throughout our lives, we have lots of amen moments. But we also have to realize that there are certain things to which we can't say amen. There are certain things to which we have to be the ones to do it. Whether it's saying we're sorry to someone we've hurt, saying thank you to someone who's given so much to us, whether it's thinking about the way in which we can do honor to people who've inspired us, or whether it is some great mission like Abraham's, that we have to be the ones to fulfill. But on this Shabbat, in this week, may each of us find those times to follow, those times to lead, those times to say amen, those times to inspire others, and may each of us live lives that inspire others to be grateful, that fill our hearts with gratitude, leading us to live lives of peace as we say together, Amen. Amen. Shabbat Shalom.